Hello there. So the other day, Harrison Ford was uh, honoured at the Cannes Film, Film Festival. He got his own uh, special award, uh, surprise award. And, you know, of course, he was there for the, pre- the world premiere of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And this is something I was meaning to do in June because, you know, I was going to do quite a lot of Harrison Ford related stuff in June. But I thought, you know, it's topical since it's happened in the last few days. May as well do it now since I wasn't doing anything else today, review or recording wise. And this is why I actually consider Harrison Ford to be the ultimate movie star. To me, he is my favourite actor, Ford slash movie star, just what, call it what you will. To me, he is the absolute icon. And... and He's always one of these people. He makes pretty much anything he's in worth watching, even if it's pretty, even if it's not so good, even if it's a bad film or whatever. He always delivers the goods in that sense. And there's one thing I'm going to take away, even from just looking at the snippets from the negative reviews for Indiana Jones. A lot of them are still praising his performance. That's that's so that's quite telling as well. And to be fair, he does look great in the trailers for it as well. So we'll see. We'll see about that. But. You know, he does have this aura and this presence and this whole thing. It's like men want to be him and women want to be with him type thing. I don't know if we're allowed to say that nowadays because of other things, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's one of the, he's one of the ultimates when it comes to that uh, sense. The other thing as well, if you look at his career as well, he's just an absolute natural. You know, and I've, I've said this before, there's some people who they just have that natural aura, that natural charisma, that natural magnetic screen presence that cannot be taught. You either have it or you've got it. You can go through all your acting school colleges and all of that nonsense. You can do all the technical things all you want, but some people just have that natural aura about them, and Ford has that in spades. And, you know, he was like a struggling actor in the 60s. Of course, I've seen this interview recently that he gave when Return of the Jedi came out when he was talking about how some producer said that he would never make it and, you know, he would be like a bellboy or something like that. Well, <laughs> that take did not age well. So, of course, the big break came in where well, he was in America. He's been in a few films. Like, he worked with George Lucas before in American Graffiti in 1973. The obvious big, massive break being Star Wars in 1977. When he was just there originally, not to even audition. He was just there for line reading. But George picked up something of, of why he would actually work great as Han Solo. Christopher Walken was originally the favourite, I think, for Han Solo. So you just imagine how that turned out, but it would be funny to see whatever. But, you know, history is made. Uh, and, you know, he just noticed that natural charisma. Of course, once he was struggling with acting, he, t- he took up carpentry and all that as well. Um, and then the, re- the rest is history. You know, Hans- and of course, you've got the famous line where he says to George Lucas, you know, George, you can type this shit, but you can't say it. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing. If you look at the original, the very first Star Wars or episode four, A New Hope, as it is right now, of course, it's an absolute undisputed classic, no doubt. But for me, anyway, this might be a massively unpopular take, what I'm going to say, but the first 40 minutes of that film does struggle a little bit. There's a few, it has its moments, but the pacing's a bit off. And like you said about the dialogue, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's some dodgy dialogue in there. But once Ford shows up, you know, as Han Solo, he kind of gets the film by the scruff of the neck and it becomes much more engaging and much more entertaining. And you needed a character like that because if everything was just kind of straight-laced and, you know, like, of course, Mark Hamill's an absolute legend. He's brilliant as Luke Skywalker. But if everyone's just kind of... Got, there is a certain... There's not a great deal of charisma behind his 
Luke Skywalker. He's more of the straight laced character and things. There's more charisma in say Carrie Fisher with um, with Leia, but Ford just really brings that up. And the, the fact that his relationship with a big giant hairy Wookiee with Chewbacca just actually exonerates it. It just absolutely. It just got that film by the scruff of the neck and actually really made it all the more enjoyable then, being the rogue. And not everyone needed to be sort of clean cut in that sense. You can't, it's sometimes interesting to have a, a good guy protagonist who does have shades of grey, of course, and he, he plays this off wonderfully. Now, the next test would always be if you are a lead or one of the leads in something so massive, how do you follow that? How do you follow that? You could get pigeonholed with that forever in many ways because, let's be real, if you look at something even really successful and great actors like, say, a Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire has not had that many big successes outside of Spider-Man when you look at it. He hasn't. You know, it's like uh, there was Seabiscuit, which was really good and it did well, but you can sometimes get really pigeonholed into something like that. Even look at someone <clears throat> like, say, the late great Christopher Reeve after Superman, He's, he was in stuff, but there was nothing really that big, if you know what I mean. It's, he was always a good actor, but he never really got anything else that was big that could really follow Superman in that sense, or solidify him as a box office name. But a few short years later, 1981, Indiana Jones, and again, the rest is history. And now you can actually go back and forth of which one's more iconic now. Star Wars is more successful, but, you know... Indiana Jones has its massive fan base as well out there and is beloved. So you can go back and forth on which one you like best. As a series of films, I'd probably go with Star Wars, mainly because uh, there's been more of them and there's been a lot more things. But as a character, I think I'd go Indy. I really do. I think just the, the classic adventurer. Again, sometimes it's luck because Tom Selleck was going to originally be in the film and Spielberg actually wanted Ford. But Lucas was a bit... Um, a bit apprehensive, didn't, I wasn't sure about doing it again in case it would be like typecast or whatever. Need to worried, but because at the end, just pulled off. And sometimes you make your own luck, and that's the thing in there. He's, he's gone and done that now. Even outside the massive franchises, Ford has had some big hits as well. Now, Blade Runner, it was not a big box office success, but it's a cult favourite, and it's again got a huge fan base to this day. Of course, there was the recent sequel as well. Again, completely different character, completely different genre. But he's all, even though that wasn't a box office success, he still managed to have great success with that. And even other films, if you look at that, have, Ford has a really good, strong box office track record outside, outside of you know, the two big franchises there. You've got something like, say, The Fugitive, a thriller like that, action thriller. That was a big box office success and a great film to boot. There'll be a review of that June when we do in in, in June when we do the Harrison Ford review a month with that. That will be one of the reviews. I'm looking forward to watching that again and talking about that in more depth. But yeah, you've got that. You've got as well something like Air Force One, original film, not based on a franchise, not based on anything else. Like, I think the future was based on a TV show, I believe. But, you know, Air Force One, original action film, Harrison Ford as the president, works. Made money. It made money. Even something like, say, What Lies Beneath, with him and Michelle Pfeiffer, a more supernatural thriller, of course. He was a completely different character from what he's used to usually playing. That was a big box office hit, too. He has his strange... He's, and the fact he's kept on going over the years as well. There's not been so many of the main 
box office thing. But one of the one of the big things about the Force Awakens, why the Force Awakens was so big, and was was so massive. People like to forget about this. They like to always say, "Oh, but it's fabulous. We all hate it. But it's all shit." And the Force Awakens was shit, and we all say that. Right. Okay. So how many times? How how does it get to nearly nearly a billion dollars domestic? Domestic alone, by the way, it was like nine hundred. I think it was something like nine hundred twenty odd or something. Can't actually remember. That's with people going back again and again and again. And Han Solo was, I think, really the main draw to the general audience because Han Solo is the main character, the character to the the general audience who aren't necessarily following sci-fi all the time. That was the character that was vital. That was the character that was important to almost give the everyman perspective. And he, Ford does that incredibly well. And then another films haven't done as well after that as well once he was gone from it. So, you know, I do think the the return of Han Solo for the first time in, uh, well, what would it have been nearly over 30 years at that point was a huge draw to the general audience, not just the mega hardcore Star Wars fans. Just an opinion there. Just an opinion. But, you know, such a great actor. Even like recently, Call of the Wild, that film we done with the with the dog, that was actually pretty good. It wasn't a huge success or anything, but it was actually quite good, quite a solid, entertaining enough little film, better than I expected it to be, type thing. So, yeah, he's still he's still showing great range for all that, and for a, the fact that it gives me hope in this Indiana Jones film is the fact that Ford was passionate about wanting to do it because it can take your critic scores and shove them. I'm not interested in if a film gets 50% or 90% or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes. Ghostbusters 2016 is ranked higher than Joker, so let's screw Rotten Tomatoes and all that crap. Uh, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth listening to. You make up your own mind. But what... Nobody knows this character better than Ford. And the fact that he's passionate and actually really wants to do it and wants to give a send-off that he's proud of. You know, if he's proud of it, then if he's happy with what they've done, then I'm going to listen to him more than I'm going to listen to any snooty bastards at Cannes. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. So, anyway, another thing is, you know, I believe he's... He is like one of the biggest draw, box office draws in history. I think he's something like second place behind Samuel L. Jackson, who of course has done a ton of films and been a part of a ton of franchises as well, Star Wars himself. Um, uh, but of course, his stuff with Marvel. There's another thing, there's another thing to add to your resume. He's going to be in the MCU now. Now, the other thing I mentioned the other day is there have been little wobbles in the MCU and them, and them putting Seth Rollins in it. <laughs> in Captain America, it's like... Uh, hopefully he's mute. Hopefully he doesn't talk like Roman Reigns didn't talk in Hobson Show. Hopefully they learn that lesson, or Sasha Banks barely talks in The Mandalorian. But there you go. He's going to be in the MCU now. Of course, terrible circumstances uh, uh, taken over from the the late William Hart, who was really good as Thaddeus Ross, and it was obviously a tragedy. It's terrible circumstances that. He'll be there, but it's another big thing for him as well, and that could give a bit more of a general audience boost, probably, especially if the general audience do like Indiana Jones, and time will tell on that one. Uh, you know, he's one of the biggest actors ever, and if you ever want to know how ludicrous the Oscars are, Harrison Ford's only ever been nominated for one Oscar, and that was for Witness in 1985. Never nominated in anything else. It's like so that just tells you everything you need to know about the Oscars. You know, absolute farce that it is, and the way some people take it so seriously. It's just like mm, no, <laughs> just no, and you know, 
So that's just my thoughts. To me, Harrison Ford is the GOAT of movie stars. I don't care what any critic says. Can't wait to see Dial of Destiny. Another thing I should mention, his comedy as well, he was making little jokes as well in a press conference. <laughs> and of course, talking about how he's quite passionate about Indiana Jones, but he's got this kind of joking disdain for Star Wars. <laughs> I think it's a joke and it's part of an act, but you know, people are asking him about a Force Ghost and he's like, I don't know what the fuck a Force Ghost is. <laughs> you know, ah, well, it is what it is. But there you have it. So he's, he's great. And of course, he does have a real flair for comedy. I just recently finished watching Shrinking with him and Jason Segel on Apple TV. Very good, very enjoyable, and he's great in that. I'll do a series review of that in June as part of Harrison Ford Month, where, where we'll be doing a few different things. I will be reviewing all the Indiana Jones films in the lead up to Dial of Destiny coming out. So there you go. Anyway, coming up next week, I'll be probably watching the animated Little Mermaid for the first time in a while, first time in a few years, I'll do a review of that with the build up to that coming up. Also I'm going to do a little thing about the Disney remakes in general which might be an unpopular opinion but maybe it's time to show some love to them, you'll also find out about that in the next few days, plus in the next couple of days plan on going to see Fast 10, give my review on that. Anyway, thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye.